Hello everyone, it's Peter Watson here in the second in a short series of careers related podcasts while I am off my usual duties this week. The normal format of Watson's Daily Podcast will resume on April the 12th, so until then, I hope you find this useful. Hello everyone, this is the second podcast in a series of career skills podcasts, and I'm joined today once more by Ralph Hebgen. Now, in the last podcast, we talked about the importance of being yourself. Um, So in this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how you can be yourself. So if you'd like to expand a bit on that, Ralph, that would be brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, hi, Peter. Thanks for having me back. I mean, this is, in fact, something which is always very elusive. We did talk about it in terms of advice we were giving last time in the podcast in how to survive in a competitive environment, but what does that actually mean Mm -hmm. to be yourself? And of course, if advice isn't actionable, then you really can't do much with it. And this is why why we're chatting today. So the way in which I would like to maybe breathe a little little bit of life into this, make it more tangible, is to discuss it in the context of strength and weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, it sort of is intuitively obvious. If you are being given the advice to be yourself, mm-hmm. then you kind of really need to know who you are. Yeah, and that really means, in the context of an interview, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Now, I think we all know that this is something which interviewers love to ask anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it is a classic question. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And and also when I sort of look back to my time when I was interviewing, but also when I interviewed people myself later in my career, I always found it very difficult to answer that properly. Mm-hmm. And so later on, when I got to interview people, I noticed that people answer this sort of question in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about their strength um, quite happily. But then when people come to the weakness part, they try to list something which is sounds like a weakness, but really is a strength. And, and so people say something like, I'm good at analysis or I'm good at marketing or something. Well, uh, the, my, the, cla- the classic one is, I'm a perfectionist. Well, you that's know, the because... weakness. That, that's yeah. my point. I mean, they're, they're yeah. saying things like, I'm good at yeah. this. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my weakness is, oh, yeah. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not a very good answer because basically what the person is saying is that I'm good at X, Y, and Z, and my weakness is I want to be even better at X, Y, and Z. Mm. You see, so, um, but but there's something more sinister in this type of answer because it really communicates to the interviewer that the Mm -hmm. person who says that is sort of regurgitating a pre-manufactured answer to a question which they know was going to come, but they are Mm. going to be uncomfortable with. So the interviewer Mm -hmm. is thinking, well, this person doesn't know themselves very well. They're not a mature professional. They don't really know who they are. They can't answer Mm -hmm. this question. By extension, they're not going to really know what to look for in their career. That's why Mm. this is a dangerous question. And that's why we're talking about how can you, how, well, that's why it's important to, to develop a understanding of what your personality traits are. Mm. Oh, sorry, just got to jump in there as well. I think another, you know, another thing, another way um, to think about um, strengths and weaknesses, not only in terms of really um, self-awareness, but it's, it's, it's just, 
it's just uh, I think that another reason for asking that question is to try, especially the weakness bit, yeah. is mm-hmm. to show you recognizing something that you know is not up to par. But then, what do you do about it? Yeah, you know, because if you, if it's a if it's a case of well, um, my time management skills aren't very good, and you just <laughs> leave it at that, you know, then the interviewer you're leaving the interviewer hanging. Yeah, and they don't know. Whereas, you know, if you do do a uh, a an answer um, that is a, a real weakness, you can say if you said something along the lines of, "Look, I I feel that um, you know time management hasn't been uh, hasn't been brilliant in the past. However, you know I actually took it upon myself to go and do a course about it, which which showed me how to uh, manage the time better. And actually, I found that's worked really well. And ever since, um, it's all been fine. But that is something that I've you know that I've done because it shows that you you not only recognise something, but that you're willing to do something positive um, to try and reverse that. Absolutely, I mean that's that's absolutely right. Um, the, the way in which I would look at this is in fact to recognize first of all that actually if you th- when you think about it, there is no such thing as a strength and a weakness. This is the first thing why, why people get tripped up. Mm. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. There are only mm. personality traits. Mm-hmm. And these will show up as a weakness in one environment, but as a strength in another one. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe I can give you a sort of an anecdote about this, because I think, I think in order to answer this question, you need to know two things. First, the nature of the job in the environment you're interviewing for. Mm. And second, your own personality makeup. Mm. And let me just illustrate this with an anecdote of what happens when you don't know, well, either, really. And this is about mm. me. And I was interviewing with the, with the foreign office, with the diplomatic service in Germany after my first degree. And I sort of came through the assessment center and I did okay, well, even, they told me, in the various technical uh, questions and exercises. Mm-hmm. But they still turned me down in the end. And the official reason for that was, well, you're not very diplomatic, Ralph. Well, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly. And I thought, okay, this is in fact understandable why this should be a requirement for somebody who works in the diplomatic service. Yeah. <laughs> but it really shows you two things. It shows you mm. first that I did not really understand the requirements of the job I was going for. Yeah. And second, and this is more important, I didn't understand my own personality. Mm-hmm. When they said that I wasn't diplomatic, that didn't mean that I was rude or mm. anything. It just meant that in the various... Case... It wasn't the way that you slammed the door on the way out or something. Uh, that <laughs> came later, yeah. Um, That's it, okay. No, it, it just meant that in the context of the various case studies and group discussions that I was uh, participating in, mm-hmm. I made unequivocal points. I presented my analysis of a particular problem in a clear way, but I did not weigh the pros and cons. Right. Also, what I didn't do is when somebody asked me, or when, when somebody made a contribution directly answering a point which I made, I wouldn't say things like, Oh, yes, that's a very important point you're raising. I would, however, still say this. 
what mm. I said was, I don't think this particular point is relevant in this context. <laughs> and this is why. Okay. So I wasn't rude, but I was... You just shot everyone down. But I was... <laughs> <laughs> but I was to the point. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now he, he, here's the important bit. That was not a weakness, and it wasn't a strength. It was simply mm. the way my personality works. And this showed up as a weakness in the diplomatic service. Mm. But it showed up as a strength in my later career as a stockbroker because that is exactly what I got paid for. I got yeah, paid yeah. for so you're manufacturing an analysis and formulating a clear, unequivocal, uh, transparent, actionable view to buy or sell a particular stock. Mm. Mm. So that's the anecdote. And, <laughs> and of course, I was disappointed and I thought it was mildly amusing when they told me this. But it has turned out to be a very, very penetrating sort of insight uh, on part of the diplomatic mm. corps looking back. Um, mm. Because it really also shaped my understanding of, of strengths and weaknesses, how important they are and how you can also develop an understanding of what they are. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think so. And that, that's, that is a good example because, I mean, I, you know, I, I obviously, I mean, I, I, uh, I coach um, a lot of people uh, and have coached a lot of people through interviews of all sorts of different types of interviews, yeah. some quite basic, some really very technical. And, you know, I mean, I always say to people, look, you have to, have to, have to, have to have some kind of idea of, of um, strengths and weaknesses mm. um, because if you don't know, they're not going to know. So, you know, you, you've definitely got yes. to nail it down. And it's such a predictable question. I mean, <laughs> and there are lots of ways of, uh, of asking it, but in, in the different disguise. Well, so quite instance, so, in, indeed. So, so it's like, you know, for instance, what would your friends say about you? Mm. You know, you know, what would say, what would they say about you? what would your colleagues say your strengths were or that, you know, that sort of thing. You can you can um, yeah. ask them in all sorts of different ways. But if essentially it all boils down to um, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And if you don't have answers for those already um, that are not overly rehearsed, yes. then, you know. Yeah. And so the question then is. How do you know? <laughs> yes. How do you find this out? And I, I yes. and I think I found a way which certainly works for me. And I think there's mm -hmm. no reason why it shouldn't work for anybody because it's really quite yeah. simple uh, on the surface of it. So what do you do? What what I did is I just sat back and thought about my university and business school days, mm -hmm. and I thought, mm -hmm. well, what were my likes and dislikes? Mm -hmm. when was I at my most like satisfied and when was I at my most frustrated? And mm -hmm. so the answers were, of course, simple. Uh, I personally was more interested in the analytical subject. So I was, I was happy in courses like accountancy and financial maths and, and logistics and stuff like that. So that is mm -hmm. when I was happy and I knew this looking back. Yeah, I was unhappy in the sort of things which I would perhaps call, well, there's sort of more psychological subjects, sales, marketing, HR, team leadership, things like that. Mm. It's not to say that I wasn't particularly, um, that I was completely useless at them, but I wasn't, yeah. that wasn't something which brought me satisfaction. Right, right. Now, here's the thing. 
that part of the exercise which I'm proposing to do is easy. Everybody yeah. will be able to sit back and sort of draw up a list of things like that very quickly. But mm. as yet, I haven't really found anything out much about myself. So far, mm. I only know what I like and dislike. And yeah. so the trick is to dig a little bit deeper at this stage and ask mm -hmm. yourself, why do I like what I like? Mm -hmm. You see, it becomes clear in a second why I say that, but that, that's not so easy to do. Because then you yeah. need to sort of think, in my case, for example, well, so I like analyzing stuff, but why is that? And that question gets you to like a deeper penetration of your own personality. So in my case, I like it because it's a manageable environment. I don't have to necessarily think with others about a particular subject. I can control something, etc. Mm. So that might be some of the answers which you're getting. And then you extend mm -hmm. it. Then you, then you think, well, is that always the case? Is that consistent in everything I do? Look back at things yeah. at school. Look back at things which happened in your private life. Mm. After a while, you will find that something clicks. There's a, like a tapestry of things. Certain things yeah. always happen in the same kind of way. And yeah. when you understand that, that is how you then know, I like to be in... <laughs> courses of financial mathematics. Well, first of all, this shows that I'm a very boring man. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just want to say it, but, you know, um, just, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, you know, I mean, at least Excellent. you said it. At least you said Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, but, right. but, but, but the second thing, it shows me that I just simply have an analytical mind. That's how I was built. And that is therefore what I like. And because I like it, that mm. is also where my strengths are. And then we go to the next step uh, and that is to look for industries and uh, in, in employment where I can bring this strength to bear. Uh, that's mm. sort of what, I mean, we, we, we can talk about this a little bit more if you like, but that's kind of the method. Mm. That's how you find out mm. who you are, what your personality is, and then you have to just pick an industry where these personality traits shine and not one mm. where you are being asked to do things which don't come naturally to you. And that mm. is what mm. it is. That's then when you have mm. strength and weaknesses. Mm. It is very interesting that because, I mean, I obviously I, I, I have a, my own sort of methods of, of, of doing that for people. But I think that, you know, that is hard enough as it is, actually, to find out your strengths and weaknesses. Mm. It, it can make you, you know, I, I really think it's not something that you should necessarily do in one sitting. You know, you no. sit there and write something on a bit of paper or whatever, you know, tap it out on the laptop, whatever. You know, you don't want to. It's a sort of thing that you need to really think about. So write it, put it down, write it down, type it in somewhere, whatever, um, and then come back to yes. it you know go away come back to it go away come back to it you know probably a good idea is to give yourself say a few days i mean you don't want to go ridiculous on this um but you know because but ultimately um spending time on this 
will actually save it mm. could potentially save you years of your life yes so i would actually so, even perhaps yeah. if i may go further than that the the sooner you can start these kind of exercises the better mm. i would also not call them exercises i would call them a mindset Get mm. yourself into mm. a mindset that you have sort of a running commentary on why you like certain things and why you dislike others. You know, mm. don't sit down at the desk and treat it as an exercise and write down a list of things. And then it's it's going to have benefits to do this, no doubt. But mm. it is better if you allow it to become an ingrained part of your life because then you really mm. know that the answers mm. you're finding are in fact the correct answers. And it's not mm. that you're sitting there navel-gazing. I mean, you discuss this with your friend, your your confidants, your parents, whoever. Mm. I think you're right, but I would I would say that I do think you need to uh, you need to start off. I think to just get it rather than to sort of just think about it and and then keep thinking mm -hmm. about it because you might find yourself going round in circles, I say, you know, get that piece of paper or notebook or carry a notebook round with you or something and just write it and just keep, keep chipping away at it and thinking and thinking about it. And like I say, I think it needs to be done over a period yeah. of time. And then once it starts like that, then it becomes mm -hmm. a habit. Then it becomes a mindset. And then, you know, you're, you're sort of on your, I'd say you, you are sort of on your way. But I think in terms of actually starting it, I would say that it's a good idea um, to just, you know, write this stuff down. It's yeah. actually sometimes by externalizing mm -hmm. this, it, it, this is going to sound very strange, <laughs> but it, by externalizing it, actually, it almost in a way frees up your brain space to, you know, to have more stuff in, you know, to have more thoughts yeah. about it. So because you've realized you've got some stuff out. So that's good. And then, you know, it, it almost frees up the space in your mind. And then you No, I, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, quite so. I mean, you, the, writing it down, is a, it focuses your mind on this exercise. Mm. And then yeah. you focus a little bit more. And then you let it go. And then you come back to it. Mm. And the more often you do mm. it, the more naturally it will be. And mm. when it becomes ingrained in your, when it becomes a habit, as you were saying, then maybe you don't need to write it down anymore so much. But mm. absolutely, I agree. This will have to be mm. the start of the process. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously from then, as you've just identified, you know, so the first stage is the, the finding your strengths and weaknesses but then uh, or likes you know and or likes mm, or likes yeah. and dislikes but then that's great but then you then the next stage is about marrying that with the right kind of yes, job or industry and that can be quite hard because um you know uh because it's such a big yes, question correct. you know you sort of like where mm. do you start and i mean i think in that sense, I mean, I would always suggest to people, you know, you need to do some um, uh, uh, research in, into the industry. And, and I even go down to the extent of, you know, if there are if you think about this, if you've got a rough idea about the kind of industry that you want to go into, then within that, there are many different types of yes. roles. And then I think, you know, uh, if you identify that type of role and then 
you write down what are the characteristics mm -hmm. that you need to um, to perform that role, uh, you know, uh, successfully. Yes. And then you then need to sort of match it up with what you have. That, that's exactly uh, right. That's exactly right, Peter. That, that's exactly how I tried to do it as well. That's that's how I came to the uh, to the city as an analyst because mm. after business school I did exactly this exercise because come business school uh, come the end of business school I didn't really know <laughs> what I wanted to mm. do. So I sat down. I yeah. did this like and dislike thing, and then. You know, th th this then went deeper because I thought, well, where can I, where can I do this? I, I don't really care for a particular product, so I don't think mm. I can be in the production or manufacturing industry. Has to be a little bit mm -hmm. more distanced. So I thought yeah. about consultancy, but then I thought, well, mm. actually, given my particular mindset, even that is probably too hands-on, and that is mm. how I got to ask myself is there an industry where I can basically perform analyses from a commercial mm -hmm. angle and um, and that is my job in the selling of these analyses is basically the added value and that's how I got to identifying equity analysis, credit analysis, all sorts of analytical jobs as the arena into which I would like to emerge as a professional. That's exactly exactly the mm. process you just described. Mm. And, I, and I think that, you know, it's important because I tell you one of the best things about doing it this way is that um, when it comes to, when you then are in the interview situation and mm. they say, what are your yeah. strengths and weaknesses? You have already, <laughs> you're in that mindset. You're already there. You, you, so you say, well, my strengths exactly. are, you know, this, that, and the other, and you can back those up with, with examples and things. Cause you've already, you've already gone through the process of thinking deeply about it rather than a, um, a list of things that you think. Exactly. That they want to hear. And also um, you can then actually talk about your strength and yeah. your actual weaknesses. Because you know yeah. that by having identified the industry into which you kind of slot from a personality uh, profile, it's perfectly fine to list your actual weaknesses because you know full well these will not count as weaknesses in the job you are interviewing for. Almost exactly yeah. the reverse of what I went through when I, when I interviewed with the foreign office, you know. So in, yeah. in, in the city, for example, my interviews, and of course, they did ask me this question and I could say, uh, well, I like analytical stuff. <laughs> I, I was a bit more eloquent then. Mm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what I don't yeah. like is um, group thinking and, uh, and, and, and team-based um, pr projects so much and organizational skills. And that was excellent mm. because, mm. mind you, again, your point is very valid. Uh, valid. There are tons of different roles in the city. Some do require organizational mm. skills and all of this. But I was interviewing specifically for the role of equity analyst. And these roles mm. might involve that, but they don't necessarily do. And so, therefore, I could just, mm. here it comes, be myself. <laughs> brilliant brilliant that's what you want to do isn't it but that's the thing isn't it i mean look 
you know, I, I cannot emphasize enough. You know, I, you know, I, I was a, a headhunter and I've, I've seen, I've interviewed that well, hundreds, thousands of people, I guess, over, mm. over the years. And, you know, it is so important. I mean, it's always been important, but I think, you know, now that we're all going to live to we're, you know, 120 <laughs> and we're all going to have to uh, retire when we're 90 or something, the way, the way pensions yeah. are going these days. I mean, you, you know, um, it's so important, I believe, to get on the right yes. career path, mm. and uh, and you know, and you you stand much more chance of succeeding. And you know, when I say succeeding, I mean finding an area that really means something to you, and then that you are actually yes. interested in. Um, and then you know, you are far more likely to be successful at it. So do well which is good for you. You mm. feel more confident, which makes you better at the job. And it's a, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a good, it's Correct. a positive cycle. And then, and then hopefully, you know, with that comes a degree of like, say, you know, money and maybe promotion and, and things yeah. like that. It's much better to be able to try to find this. And I feel so strongly about this because I've seen so many, obviously mm. being a headhunter, you're not going to see people that are absolutely ecst- ecstatic with their job oh, all the time. You know, you are by definition going to see a lot of people who are in a rut or they don't know what they want to do. And it's so important. And I feel that, you know, if you can, the, the one of the main reasons I think that people mm. fall into a rut is because they haven't taken control of what they're good at or, you know, of yes. their strengths and weaknesses. They literally, in a way, they, they outsource it to other people. You know, they go to, they go to their teachers yes, or they quite. go to their parents or they go to their friends and they say, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I could do? What do you think? And you know, everyone is yeah. good intention and they're trying to tell you, but you know, it, it's not necessarily you're right. you. I mean, yeah, one, go on, go on. one example, uh, one example I always trot out to people is to say, look, you might have, let's say uncle Dave, right. Who is a, uh, an accountant has a big house, nice car, and, you know, you, you say, let's say you're, you're, you're just about to go to uni and you say, hey, hey, mum, you know, I don't know what I want to do with, with my career. What do you think I should do? You know, being your mum will mm-hmm. say, look, um, you know, always wants the best for you, wants, wants to make sure that you have a nice, you know, a happy life. And, and says, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you be like, uh, you know, Uncle Dave? I mean, he's got a nice car, big house. You think, well, yes, he has. Uncle Dave has. You know, he's got it all. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose I can't, I, there's nothing else I particularly feel like doing. So, yeah, I'll be, an, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be an accountant like Uncle Dave. And then, you know, all of that time, y- you're being advised and you're being shown a potential path which has worked out yes. for one person. But that does not take into account what you are like and what your strengths. And and I think that really, you know, this is something that each individual needs to do on Indeed. their own in order to try to make it the most accurate strength. Well, I mean, that's absolutely true. And in, in fact, it touches on another soft skill, which is important, which is how to take advice. <laughs> because you mm. cannot outsource this decision to somebody else you can and of course Mm -hmm. should discuss all this stuff with your friends and parents and whoever but ultimately you have to be the arbiter of this you have to make the decision yeah and the Mm. more you know 
about your personality makeup, the better you will be at identifying advice mm -hmm. that is good for you and which you can heed mm -hmm. or advice which is mm -hmm. obviously given from the point of view of the person giving the advice, but not from the point of view of, of who it is for, which is you, you know, I mean, and, yes. and this may yes. not be nefarious. I mean, most often it isn't. Uh, people are like, for example, I mean, if you wish to be uh, a soldier in, in the forces, and your parents might not mm. like that because they are worried about you and they don't win, wish to mm. lose their son or their daughter. Um, but mm. if this is the right choice for you, then you should make it even against the mm. well-meaning but ultimately misplaced advice of your parents in this scenario. Mm. But how do you mm. know this? How, how do you uh, say to your parents, look, this is not the right piece of advice. I have to do this. So that's basically why a penetration and more than that, an understanding of why you have certain likes and dislikes is so mm. important in, as you say, in, in, in everything, not just in your job, also in, well, in, in your life in general. But, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you, you know, because this, you know, on the, ones, on the one hand, you know, it, it's, it's very, it can be very satisfying to do stuff that you are supremely yes. good mm. at, you know. Um, I mean, you know that that is in 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 many ways is the correct. Is the holy yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and and some people spend their entire lives looking for it, or they don't look for it. They yeah. hope for it. They hope that it's going to hit them. And unfortunately, it's unlikely if you are standing there and waiting for it to hit you. It is it is well, unlikely indeed, to absolutely. hit you. You have to go out and. You have to go out. You have to go out and get it. Exactly. In, in fact, the answer to this may actually be quite mm. hard-hitting and unpleasant to hear. Because first of all, you need to mm. develop this understanding of your personality. But then you have to mm. actually shape life and take it and, 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 and mold it to your personality. I, I'm sure this mm. is not the right thing with, to, to say in this politically envir co correct environment, which we're increasingly having. Uh, mm. But that is how it is. And th th this does not, I mean, just to, mm. just to say, this does not mean at the expense of other people. This does not mean, no. uh, you know, you're being egotistic. Quite the opposite. It means that mm. you're creating a zone in your life where your strength or where your natural personality traits shine and where the things you're not good at mm. are not important. And that creates a life where you mentioned it, which you think is meaningful, you're positive, and, 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 and it's excellent. When people fall into a rut, which is what you mentioned. I think, I think this always happens mm. to pretty much everybody. I, I think when that mm. when the time comes that this happens, you can employ the same methods to get yourself out of it. Exactly. Exactly. This is the thing. You know, you find you fall into <laughs> it. You think, oh no. Then it's it's time it's time for another review. I mean, this is the thing. You know, people change over over their lives. You know, and it all depends on your experiences and what you've done, and 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 so you do change. It's not that you're you know, let's say 
you first do this exercise when you're mm -hmm. 20 or something and then it doesn't change yes. it does change and i think that actually you know um it, it it i i i do recommend that people do this kind of exercise at least once a year if they can um you know and if possible every every few years mm. just to yes, it's almost yes, like a stock yeah. take you know and 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 i think that it's a it's a healthy exercise because it it gets you to think about yeah. you know what have i done what are the things that i've done you know and what can i take from that you know what can i take from that and can i develop it can i do something else with it mm -hmm. do i want to do something absolutely else with it? you know and, and and indeed maybe one one comment on this um I think perhaps people don't do this very often. I mean, if, if they don't, I don't know. Mm. I can only speak about myself. So I didn't used to do it um, mm. because it was just too hard to do. Everything is so elusive. You don't know where to start. This kind of stuff appears mm. as if it is uh, like, like um, you know, the soft skills that that you cannot think about that you cannot analyze but that's actually not true it takes mm. as little as listing down likes and dislikes as a start and then analyzing and asking yourself why you have them etc cetera, etc cetera. and that is basically how you is almost like bootstrapping and that is when when you develop the, mm. these insights so to all to all of us who mm. who are frustrated by the task i think i can say it is absolutely possible to analyze it and it doesn't take that much effort. You just have to start and then make it a habit, as you said. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Now, the thing is, is that, um, you know, one of the reasons why I asked um, you to be on this, Ralph, is that obviously you, you know a lot about this. And if you want to sort of explain um, to the listeners how, how it is that you know well, about the stuff. Thank you for saying I know about it. I, I have certainly thought mm. about it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I have thought about mm. it so intensely, in fact, that I <laughs> <laughs> that at some point I decided to write a book about it. And so um, yeah. some of actually everything we talked about today is in the book. Uh, it talks. It it's it tries mm. to be a, a signpost or a, a sounding board to those of us who try to develop these skills, and it talks about how to know yourself, but also about these tangible aspects: how to get it, how to take advice, how to identify the industries, etc., yes. etc. Et the book, uh, if I may, be engaging in a shameless exercise of self-promotion for a moment is called <laughs> happiness rules and confusingly i wrote it under a pseudonym because i wrote it at the time that i was an analyst and i wanted to avoid brand conflict so i wrote it under the name mark hebwood so the book is called mark hebwood happiness rules and you guys can oh, no no the, the book's called happiness rules is, is that and right have hebwood. you read it he said the book. I know what I you said. said. You said I, the book is called Mark. I try to gloss it's over not... this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank God. Well, I think I think that we glossed over it. No, very actually, well. it's I a marketing trick. It basically that. means that I can repeat this ad nauseum. Mark Hepwood, happiness rules. You guys ah. can buy it at Amazon, <laughs> print book, and also uh, on the Kindle and iBooks and Kobo. It's a brilliant book. If I say so myself, I read it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. No, it's brilliant. And, you know, and like I say, the thing is, is it's, it is about, you know, wider things as well, you know, lots of much wide, wider not things easy. as well. Uh, not just, um, you know, uh, how to know your strengths and weaknesses. I mean, that's part of it. That's one of the, they are the yeah. sort of building blocks of it all. But, um, but certainly it's a, it's a fascinating subject. It's um, an important thing that I really think that um, people need to spend time doing, um, especially now as we, hopefully coming out of this long period um although we still have some chance for some self-reflection i guess um but you know if we can use this time well do this kind of mm, inventory, inventory yeah. if you mm. like you know and then and then we can you know move forward positively um so that you know the the, the coming years decades etc are Wonderful. as fulfilling as they can be so um so there you go. On that on that uplifting note, uh, yeah. I think we'll leave it there. But um, thank you very much indeed, Ralph. Um, it's it's always brilliant to have you on, and uh, we'll thanks, um, Peter. We'll Great no fun being on the show. Again. Thank you very much. Bye.